And we are back. Thank you for joining us for yet another of the edition of the Daily Dots here. And uh, <clears throat> at risk of disappointing you all and having you exit out of this immediately, I am not joined by the Brain Trust, so you're going to have to well, I mean, you're not going to have to do anything. I guess you could just turn it off right now. But anyway, Chase is out today. I had to go hit up the dentist, and uh, so I'm flying solo. But uh, thank, thank goodness it wasn't a big data day because, you know, right, that's that's he's our data man. So uh, just yet another day, um, uh, NASDAQ, we had a shocker. Big rally to close out the day <laughs> on no news again. Only thing bullish that came out. Well, hold on. So on the indexes, S and P finished up about 0.7. Uh, oh, hold on. You know, um, let's see here. Let me get these for you here. So S and P finished up 0.76. Uh, Dow was up 0.59. We don't care about the Dow. Uh, Nasdaq up 1.12. Russell topping 2,000 for the first time this year at 1.67. Um, another another one of those days where, oh, man, something good. Nope, nothing nothing happened, just a Monday. Stocks always go up on Mondays. Everybody knows that. Uh, and then the other thing that did happen of note today, um, now, look, I don't think this makes any sense. <laughs> Right? But, uh, you know, I hate it when people are like, market went up. The market went up because people were more aggressively buying than selling. That's why I went up. But um, the only thing that I thought did, that could offer some type of – it's just weird, guys. I, I, well, I, I know I said every single day. It's just weird to see the markets act this exuberant when you look at the valuations and then you look at the earnings that are coming down the pipe. I just – it's just – I have never seen anything more – uh, and again, I don't think the earnings going to be a disaster. I just think that you're going to see uh, – it'll be interesting to see. I, I just think that what you're going to see is a lot of real big misses on expectations, especially in relationship to the moves. Now, having said that, though, I will say this. You look at the rally that Netflix received. I thought considering the run-up and the valuation their stock's out, I thought that quarter was a joke. Market disagrees. It ramped the multiple higher. So, I, you know, I don't know. Um, when stocks quit being valued on financials, I, I just think it's really difficult. Any one way or the other, right? That's why there's an impending crap. Why? Why? That's what you were saying three years ago, right? Why? I mean, when you're this disconnected, why not double from here? Why not? I mean, it, it would be just as stupid in terms of valuation. I mean, the valuations would be even more crazy if it doubled from here. But once you're overvalued, you're overvalued, right? So the only really underpinning of today's move I saw was the Treasury coming out, much like we thought they would, uh, saying there's going to be less Treasuries issued than we thought. I always think those pro- that's a projection. She has no idea what the exact number is going to be. It's whatever money they need to get. Right? Why is she saying that? In my opinion, Yellen, we're talking about Yellen at the, at the Treasury. Um, I, I, I just think, you know, if you listen to every time she talks, especially since she's taken over at Treasury – um, it's like she still thinks she's at the Fed. I, I she's trying to gin the now she's part of the administration, so I get it. It's her job to gin it up. But um, when you look at what they're fighting, inflation and they're like core PCEs down, whatever. But I, I just I continue to look at the Occam's Razor. I just think Janet's playing politics and trying to gin the stock market as much as she can in an election year. I, I get. Uh, because I just don't understand what the need for her to make that projection is. And I also don't now listen, 
I, I could be wrong. I didn't lead, read. I didn't read the projection. I was working on something else. Chase just gave me bullet points on it. So maybe she addressed this. Maybe she's speaking. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm a little off. Uh, I, I know that I've got the gist of it, the, the main thrust of it correct. Um, my my whole point is just saying this market doesn't. Well, obviously, it doesn't need anything to rally. You're just you're in rally mode. Um, like I said, you look at S and P five hundred and the Dow; they're clear breakout territory. I, I I I'll just stick to my guns on this, you guys, and I've been saying it since the end of twenty twenty one. I think if you're watching anything but the Nasdaq, you're going to be led astray. So. The Qs have bro- everything is broken out, but the Nasdaq index itself. You're still a few percent away from the all-time high. That's still going to be, and guys, I, it's still going to be the testing ground. Not because I don't think markets can keep. I always love it when people are like market can't go up. Market can do anything, right? Up, downside, whatever, right? It's not one of those things. It's not me going up. Market can't keep going up. Um, I will just be absolutely. No, I guess I won't because I don't think it'll be any more of a surprise. I, I just think if the NASDAQ breaks out to new all-time highs, I, I just I just think it's Katie bar the door at that point. And I've said that before on here. I, I just I mean technically it couldn't be any stronger. And and I just as as unappetizing as that sounds to me as a fundamental investor, um at these valuations with this economic backdrop, if you're going to break out to new all-time highs, it just – and people are like, yeah, but look at the – and I'm like, yeah, but the market has told you over and over. It doesn't care. It doesn't care. This has turned in a, into a magic investment machine that always goes up no matter what. Interest rates go up, market goes up. Multiples expand in the face of interest rates, no problem, right? Uh, valuations skyrocket while earnings revenues decline, no problem. Nobody cares. And I'm just telling you firsthand – more money has been lost in the anticipation of bad things happening than has actually been lost in bad things happening. And should this market be doing this? No, I, I, I don't see any reason for it. It seems completely ridiculous and unconnected and, and, and detached from fundamental valuations. But we've been talking about this over and over and over. And look, I know some of you are probably sitting out there going, Zach, yeah, I know we've told you already. No, and I get that. And I don't want it to sound like a broken record, but I just think it bears repeating you know, to avoid frustration, almost like a mental check with ourselves, sit there and go, okay, say it out loud, repeat it to yourself, right? Yes, this is crazy. It seems completely unfounded. There doesn't seem to be, there seems to be very little underpinning, if any, to any of it. The other thing that seems crazy is the complete disconnected and va- growth in the over here means one valuation growth over. It's just completely disparate. I just don't see any links except AI. AI, no valuation is too high. That is really the only rule I see in this market. Um, Tech good, everything else bad, but that's been in play for a long time. Um, And so I I just, I I think you're at this point where, you know, and and if you're a hardcore fundamental investor out there, um, I know where you're at. I know how displeasing it is to hear these kinds of things. I'm just saying, um, Look, for just pure momentum reasons, or maybe the market is, may, maybe I'm wrong and we've got great economic times ahead and the market sees it and I don't. I don't think that's likely, but can't say it's impossible, right? But that's really, it's it's one of two things going on right now. Either that is the scenario, everything is going, the market sees it, I don't, everything's going to be amazing going forward. And we're at the beginning of a new bull cycle which is would be starting with record high valuations, record high home prices, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, or 
you know, I mean, there's always the threat of this turning into a bull trap, right? But I'm saying in the scenario you go above, it's either the market looking forward that sees a reality that's much better than I can see, than anybody can see. If you're looking at the indicators, if you're looking at economic metrics, uh, it's why it's like I said, I just think it's the fact it's the most fascinating market I've ever seen because I've never seen things so juxtaposed, right? It's not that the market won't fall and spy. It's the market is just rallying. You, you're, you're watching an epic bull market run. It's just like opposites. I'd be impressed if the market was hanging in there with these economic news. And it does look, I'll tell you, that I, we've been talking about layoffs coming, we thought, in the first quarter. There was a company over the weekend that happens to be the company that one of my clients was warning me about that just said, Zach, we're talking to a bunch of people in the business. Everybody's up against the same thing. Uh, we know that for us and with a lot of our part with a lot of our other competitors and stuff based on, you know, going to industry conferences and things like that. She goes, I know for us and probably a lot of our competitors, big layoffs are coming in the first quarter. Uh, that company just announced the first round of 350 layoffs. So again, and it doesn't relate to everything. That's just one company, but I'm saying the trends are starting to come. Um, at least that's that. That's that's all we can see from our side. The optimism here is completely unfounded. It's just an AI is going to carry everything. And like I said, you can't say that's impossible. Um, I've just never seen this play out before. Um, but if you get above, if the Nasdaq breaks out, you just you can't you can't stand against it because. I mean, every technical thing in the world would be telling you this market's about ready to break out. And, you know, well, just look, I mean, go, you go look at in, I don't put all the stock in technicals. Okay. We, we don't, we pay attention to the fundamentals, but I'm just saying you're in a time right now where there's one of two things happening, right? Either the market is completely disconnected from the fundamentals or the fundamental picture is completely different from what we can see right now. Okay. So when you get into an environment like that, where you just see all these things breaking apart, correlations breaking down, disparate values across the board, values that don't seem to be tied to anything. All you really can do is look at the technicals. And so I, you know, you, you break out at the NASDAQ at the top, then I think you got to ride it and probably stop loss underneath you just so you don't get washed out. Um, but outside of that, I, I just, you know, if a market is going to just tell you if this is going to go Japanese style late 80s, which which again, I, I you know, look, if I'm wrong and everything is better in this economy a year from now, I'll come out and say it. I'm just saying th this is the most fascinating thing about this market is that the market is telling one story. The underlying economy is telling a completely different one. I've just never seen the delta this wide. Well, you know what this reminds me of? It actually I, I understand the people talking about a new bull market because that's if you looked at market ac action, you know, pricing of stocks, it, it's what it feels like. All the data is still not good, right? You're still hearing bad news. You're still hearing about bad things. A lot of pessimism out there, but the market just keeps grinding higher. Well, the reason markets do that typically in the beginning of bull markets is they get too cheap, right? They're priced for disaster and the world continues on and things start picking up again. And it's just... You've got all the bad news priced in, and there's just nothing left to the downside, and so you just keep grinding higher. That's the way this market's acting, but it's trading it. You know, it's closing in on 30 times earnings at the top of the longest cycle in the history of the U.S. And that's why I said, like, the further we go along, just the more disparate and disjointed things get. And in that way, I personally 
And I don't know of one anecdotally throughout history. We, we've looked through it. I personally, though, have never navigated a market that is like that, right? Where, and again, I, I, I don't think you can draw any conclusions. I mean, the conclusions I would have drawn a year ago is the market would be nowhere near here. Based on the fundamental outlook, the fundamental outlook we had was about 85, 90% on. Didn't slow down quite as quick as we thought, but that's about it. Market did the exact opposite. So I, I just, I've just never seen it. I've just never seen where you get all of these incredible stock movements and everybody buys into the reasoning and the logic behind it. But when you take a step back, you realize that the vast majority of all these big movements are, are on everything but anything fundamental. And quite honestly, it seems to be flying in the face of all the fundamental news. And, you know, be like, oh, that's just, no, I'll just point you again to Apple, Netflix. I mean, we got tons of, tons of different examples. It, it's really odd. But like I said, I think if you break out to a new tall and, and guys, you know, you're still getting all the bullish stories and I get where they're coming from. I get the logic. I am just telling you that I don't care about the cues until I see the NASDAQ proper break out to a new all time high. I'm not buying it. Now it's getting more compelling every day just because you're approaching now 5,000 on the S and P. I mean, I don't think that's ever happened. I don't think the S&P has ever gone, you know, hit a cyclical high that marked the top of a cycle. And then over the next of the course, you know, over the next, um, let's see, a year and a half to two years, climbs all the way back and then makes a new substantial high. You know, I'd like to see where you're at. You're probably right about there now, you know, 5% above the the previous high. That's as breakout and as bullish technically as you can get, really. Same with the Dow. The only real laggards in that game are the Russell 2000 and the NASDAQ. They're still behind. But like I said, if it was traditional times, I'd be like, hey, Kate, guys, this thing's going way higher. Um, you just – so much of the stock market is the NASDAQ. I just – and I think in time, I would anticipate this anyway. If things continue to go the way they were, I think the NASDAQ will probably become the most – You know, the, I, I think the NASDAQ will take the S&P spot. I think it already has in terms of its accuracy of of – giving you the best marks because I think the most people are playing it. In fact, I know the most people are playing it. It's the most widely owned stocks. So I think it's kind of funny that more people it, it I, I'm it's still kind of considered as like sacrosanct that I'm I believe that you should watch NASDAQ right now instead of the S P five hundred. I, I just don't see why you wouldn't. So I until you break out new all times highs, that's the ultimate testing for me. Where are you at on the NASDAQ? You're probably a couple percent above this. So let's go five-year. See, this is saying that your all-time closing high was 15,644, but that doesn't seem that's, – that's not right. Uh, yeah, see, this has got it higher. Days range 15,640. I, you're right there anyway. I think the all-time closing high on the NASDAQ is like 16.2. I think it got that high uh, for a short period of time, just kind of a type top peak. So you're certainly testing that. I mean, you look at the chart, you've made a round trip, but you still haven't broken out. So that's it. I mean, that that's that's the name of the game for us at this point, guys. On the interest rate side of it, uh, what needs to happen versus what doesn't. Um, that's what's weird about this if interest rates are right, the economy needs to slow down here pretty significantly, right? Or the interest rates need to pop back up. Um, and and I'm not really sure. My suspect, like I said, I think you got to look at this board today and I think right or wrong, the only thing I can really glean from it 
is at this point right now, you know, Yellen seems to be pulling every I, I Man, I hate to I, – I don't think you're going to see rates go up meaningfully from here. Um, the Fed will cut at some point this year. Um, yeah, this – I just – it's just bizarre. I just – I can't – I can't – I can't re-emphasize that enough. I think – I the other thing I get the feeling of right now is that um, this just feels like a market that's getting desperation and flows from other parts of the world too. So – and and to a degree that makes some sense. That's the, is it making the value values here untenable? Yes, in my opinion, I need the value. I, I just see a lot of valuation setups right now that are going to cause very most likely what they've caused in the past is very very long extended periods of times where the, those stocks just don't go anywhere. Um, and they could get crushed at the same. They're just you. I just can't emphasize that enough. The valuation spread is just mind blowing right now. Um, but having said that, if you're overseas, right, and you look what's happening, you know, to to, to Chinese stock markets, for instance, um, you look at the threat of the dollar going up, all those different things, you know, and that's why I'm saying, I, I if you break out to new all time highs, I think that's just going to push more flows here in the United in, into the U.S. markets, and you know, you're just off the tracks, guys. And I just if if the last if the last ten years haven't taught you anything, you can't just go short stuff just because it's expensive. It can just keep going up, and and that's the environment we're in. So I'm not sure what we've got for data coming up the rest of the week. Chase and I'll go over that again on tomorrow's. But um, yeah, right now I just think the only the only thing that I'm that I think really matters right now, in my opinion, is the Nasdaq. Um, and until we break out to a new all-time high, my attitude is going to be the same. I'm going to treat I, – I think this is a, uh, the mother of all bear market rallies. Break out to a new all-time high on the NASDAQ though and I will quickly change my tune and admit I was wrong. Um, and I, I – you know, if you put a gun to my head right now, I, I probably would say that that's – I you know, at this point, I think it's pretty close to even. But it does appear like – it wants to rip higher. Now I'm not going to play it until you break out just because I think you're so close to it. I just think it, it, it seems to be like taking risk for no point here. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I think if you break out from there, the play is you just put that stop loss at that previous all time high and let it ride. I, I, I hate saying that because I am fundamental and I, you know, all those things. And I just, uh, it is what it is at this point. And like I said, I think the global inflows are probably driving this. And that's the pernicious nature, right? The more it goes on, you reach these – it's just human behavior. You reach these crescendo levels. And if you had another breakout level here, I just feel like that's going to crush the last bit of resistance from anybody like me that was paying attention to fundamentals. And I just think that's – I think you could. I think that you have a setup to where you could just see a face-melting rally to the upside where things get really weird uh, and really overpriced. Because then if you're one of these other active managers, you've got to chase it. You cannot get left behind by tech again. I can't either. Now, listen, our clients know this. I, I'm never I, like we will risk the underperformance. Now, will I go with it? Yes, but I'll do it in a risk managed way. I'm just not going to risk it. My, I would rather lose 30% of our clients than 30% of our clients' money. We've said that from the very beginning. So I don't have that same pressure. I, I mean, I, I, I feel it, but. I'm I'm not gonna you know I, I go in it ahead of time going I'm not gonna acquiesce and become a Kathy Wood nut job I, it's not gonna happen, um, but 
like I said, you make that new high, you got you can't fight it at that point. So anyway, um, like I said, we'll be back again tomorrow with Chase. We'll hit up uh, more of the particulars, talk about the data that's coming up in the week, the things we need to look at. Again, I, I just I don't even know that that data matters where we're at with the indexes right now. I just think that, and it's a weird thing to say, but you always have to remind yourself, and this is assuming you see it like I do which increasingly more and more people are just because that's how mind melding these valuations are getting, especially in this backdrop. It just makes no sense. Meaning you're watching these valuations ramp while growth rates are falling. And just, it, it's, it, it, it's pretty crazy. Um, now it won't be great. Like, like Chase always brings up, and I think he's right to bring this up, which is if we're wrong and this AI explosion is going to happen and that we're off to the ra- Sure. Okay, I just I don't see any evidence of that being the case, including the companies that are involved in it outside of the chip makers. And even those chip makers are saying this growth rate isn't going to last. And I just don't know how you you, like it's just crazy to me to think that this all this is going to get deployed and create this magic, you know, productivity boom in all these different sectors of the economy that fast when really nobody even has any AI products to sell right now. Not at scale or in an impactful way anyway, outside of the chips. They're buying the chips so they can hopefully make products, right? AI, AI stuff. So I, I, I just don't see it. But the, but my point is, with all that going on, if you're looking at this market going, this market isn't moving fundamentally, then you shouldn't, right? You shouldn't continue to reject the market because it's not trading fundamentally. Right? What do you think is going to happen if you go short? You think all of a sudden people are going to start acting rationally again? So what do you do there? It's tricky. Like I said, I think the only thing you can do is just take some of your you know, conservative cash and ride that index if you break out. I just think that's the only game in town. So when you're trading technically, pay attention to the technicals because like I said, I, I don't see the market even paying attention to any of the bad news that's coming out. I don't see the market paying any attention. You, know, you get a GDP report out that's 70% bad. But the headline number looks good for a couple of weird reasons, and it's a booming GDP. You know what I mean? Like nobody cares. So what, why are you fighting it? Um, but either way, it's going to be fascinating because we're getting to that break point really quick, right? And and I think it's it could get pretty. It's the other thing that's amazing to watch this happen is during a hiking cycle. Now, again, I think the Fed's done hiking, so you could make the argument it's over. It's just wild. I just didn't ever think you could see this level of exuberance with this stuff happening in the background, with rates doing what they're doing, and with all the with all the signs pointing there, right? It, if you listen to the news, it, it's as if. You've got this massive, powerful tank that's our economy, and the interest rates are like twenty-two caliber weapons getting shot at it, just bouncing off it. That's not the case. The tank is slowing down. It's missing a. It's missing a track. Its turrets only turning fifty percent of the way. It's damaged. But but the narrative is it's not. So everybody's just running with the narrative. More and more layoff signs. You know, uh, delinquencies keep climbing. It's. But again, I, on the flip side, I also don't think, you know, I want to keep reiterating this. I also don't see impending doom. I just don't see anything that makes such an exuberant market at these aggressive prices. These are higher valuations than we saw throughout the entirety of 15 years of 0% inflation rates with better margins, better profitability, better growth. It's wild. It's like we're going to make everything worse. And that'll really drive the prices up. So, and that's why I said, I just think you got to watch the NASDAQ. You break out to new all-time highs. You can have all the greatest fundamental reasons in the world to bucket. Uh, Good luck.
So anyway, so we'll dig more into the data, more of the particulars. Chase will tell us what information is coming up this week. But guys, as far as I'm concerned, we'll see what Chase has to say tomorrow. All eyes to me are just on the NASDAQ. I think that's the only game in town. So anyway, have a great evening, um, and uh, we will catch you again tomorrow. Thank you for listening. You're listening to another edition of the Daily Dots, and you can find us, as always, on Know Your Risk Radio. You are listening to the Know Your Risk Radio podcast. Download and subscribe at knowyourriskradio.com. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.